on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton, and it is just wonderful to have this man on the program again. Now, the reason he's on again is uh, you might have even seen him on the TV this past week on ABC, and he was one of the very first people in Victoria to actually uh, contract COVID-19 last year. He joined us last year to talk through some of that journey and joining us as we look back over a year on from that uh, sort of situation, Michael Rahalas joins us. G'day, Michael. G'day. How are you? We are doing well, and it is wonderful to chat to you uh, once again. And we've got a whole lot that we're going to talk through today. Um, your journey itself uh, is quite intense from that moment around uh, what it meant to, to have COVID and, and your family, and we're going to hear a bit of that. And also, I know that from your perspective, um, uh, you have a, a strong faith in Jesus. In fact, you've been leading people in that way uh, for a long time as well. So we want to talk about how does your faith in Jesus sort of interact with uh, what you've had to go through? So we, we'll get to that. Perhaps first, Michael, for somebody who didn't happen to listen to us last year, could you tell us what actually occurred for you and your family to actually be one of the, the very first people to really um, you know, have COVID-19 last year and some of the ramifications that occurred? Yeah, sure. Uh, so around March uh, last year, uh, I went to a, a, a trip, a conference in South Africa. And on the way back, um, um, I remember when we landed in Melbourne, uh, they didn't let us off the plane straight away. And, and four people in hazmat suits came in uh, and, um, and, you know, escorted this person out. I was wondering, what's, what's going on there? And I remember thinking, I hope that person didn't uh, have COVID. Then in any case, uh, two days later, I felt unwell, uh, and I went to the uh, um, and had uh, COVID, you know, tested for COVID, and it came back positive. Um, a couple of days later, I was in the ICU um, because I just struggled um, to breathe. Uh, the breathing was was really hard. That was the biggest issue at that point, um, and. Um, I ended up um, being intubated, uh, being put to sleep, uh, in the and uh, being placed in an induced coma. That's the word I was I was, I was after, uh, and I was in induced coma for fourteen days, and uh, ended up spending seventy two days in hospital um, before they they let me out. Um, it was interesting because uh, when I woke up um, after fourteen days. I actually thought I was just asleep for one day, mm. uh, and um, and so I was I was really um, unsure what was going on. Um, but when they transferred me from the ICU to the ward, um, that's when I found out a couple of things. I found out that I was, uh, you know, it was a really bad condition and and almost passed away because my uh, kidneys I had acute kidney failure. I had acute um, uh, respiratory failure, and I also have uh, nerve damage to the um, uh, left side of my left leg. Um, on top of that, I found out that my wife, uh, you know, was um, in the hospital as well because she she um, um, got infected by COVID. I infected her with COVID, um, and my mother-in-law passed away. Um, during that time so in the 14 days a lot of things happened yeah. 
Yeah, so that's that's what that's yeah. what initially happened at that time. Yeah. yeah. And and your mother-in-law had also contracted COVID, is that correct? And that's why she passed? That's right. That's yeah. right. Um so when when I got home from South Africa, I isolated. That was the instruction from the government at that time. And um I was on one side of the house and uh, the rest of the family were on the other side. And my wife was the was sort of the go-between and she would go to my room and and you know give me lunch and and, and dinner. Um, but I think just, just because of the contact through her, um, I infected my wife and uh, my, um, mother-in-law got infected as well. She was 84, uh, and her body just wasn't able to handle, uh, the virus. Yes. Uh, and she, yeah, she passed away, yeah. I think seven days after she got, um, uh, admitted to hospital. Yeah. Uh, Michael, one thing I've noticed, um, as we talked last time, I did actually, um, hear this and in, in other places that I've heard you speak, I, I've noticed you say a, a certain phrase as well. And that's where you've, which you used there, you said, I infected my wife. And, and I understand um, rather than the phrase, perhaps she also was infected or got infected. Um, can I just ask a little bit around that the aspect of um, guilt perhaps is the wrong word or perhaps the right word um, around um, what you feel around that. And especially obviously with your mother-in-law and, and, you know, you didn't choose that, of course. No one's at all thinking that. But how, how do you live with that? Is that actually a part of what you do? Is that phrase just the way you say it, or have I picked up on something perhaps a little bit too specific? Um, oh well, um, I think um, oh, that's that. That's those are facts. Uh, at the time, we weren't sure how, or no one was certain, just how infectious. Uh, COVID, COVID was, um, but um, yeah, and, and we experienced it as a family, just uh, you know, infecting you know people within within the household. Um, but um, when when I heard about the fact that my wife uh, f- fell ill and my mother in law fell in and and, and passed away, um, <clears throat> well, that that really broke me. That really broke me, um, but um, my wife. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, I'm getting a little you're, bit you're, emotional you're, here. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but my wife was so um, um, generous, um, and at the time she told me what happened, I I actually asked for her forgiveness. And she she forgave me straight away and said, you know, these things happen, yeah. and uh, and no one is to blame. Yeah. Um. It's 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 sad. It's it's really sad that those things happen. Um. When I remember, uh, for example, that when when um, when I got really ill, um, my my doctors spoke to my wife and said to her, hey. Um, just want to let you know that Michael is not looking good and, and um, you need to be prepared for the worst and you need to prepare to say goodbye. Um, and, and that was hard. But what I didn't know at the time, and she was just uh, down the corridor in, in the ward because uh, she was admitted for, uh, for uh, COVID as well. And so, you know, hearing those things, they, they were really hard, um, uh, you know, hard things to hear and, and uh, just process. But um, I think uh, just the 
the the the the faith, um, the forgiveness, mm, the generosity, and the grace um, of the people around me, uh, but especially, um, but especially my wife. Mm. Um, I think she she helped me heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's in- incredible that obviously, from your perspective, Michael, that part of what you have lived for many many years has been sharing and talking about Jesus forgiveness to all of us and and the, the strength of what forgiveness is and and here you were experiencing what forgiveness meant in that moment um that must have been as you said something that is um relieving um but at the same point um I, I'm guessing only joined you and your wife closer together as well I think there there are no words to express just the um the relief like the the weight that was um, suddenly on your shoulders and then just suddenly being uh, released from that. It was, you know, it, it, it felt good. Uh, and it was, it was genuine as well. Uh, and you know, my, my wife's a keeper. And just her, <clears throat> her faith is, is, um, is very inspiring. It's a, uh, it's part. It's it was very inspired. It is very inspiring to me, and um, the people and to the people in our community. Yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. And, and certainly, we weren't intending to try and make you upset. But I think that's a, it's been a part of your story that I've reflected on. That I thought um, the uh, the the lack of control that you've you've had, but the sense of responsibility that may have come with that. And it's wonderful to hear that the forgiveness that was actually relieving of that. Um, and I think whether we've had COVID or not, um, there's something each of us perhaps can take from that in our world around what forgiveness can actually unlock in our worlds and in our lives as well. So thank you for sharing, Michael. We appreciate that. Uh, I agree with you. And, and forgiveness um, is, is very powerful. Grace is, is very powerful. Uh, and, and we can't take those things for granted. Yeah. We're going to be back with Michael Rojales in just a couple of moments time. We, we, we've heard a bit of what happened last year, um, but we're now a, a year on. Uh, what does it mean for Michael now? How does he look at life in a different way? Um, what does it mean for, for him in terms of the way he lives life now also? That's on the way next here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And uh, you might have seen this man on the TV uh, the, during this past week, Michael Rojales. Uh, we chatted to him last year on In Conversation as one of the first people to really have COVID-19 here in Victoria. He joins us via the wonders of Zoom tonight. Uh, and Michael, we're you know, thrilled to be able to have you here. You, you shared a little bit already that you ended up in ICU. You were there in an induced coma. Um, your wife ended up in there as well because uh, she contracted it and, and mm-hmm. your mother-in-law too, who sadly passed away. You know, you woke up thinking it was one day and all these things had happened. Um, yeah. And we thank you for sharing what you did share a, a couple of moments ago. Um, I'd like to fast forward perhaps a little bit now too, um, you know, in your world between then and now, uh, you've done everything from appear in TV commercials for for talking about it. I remember seeing you on the TV as you you, you talked about it when we were all being educated at the start. Um, you've you've had to keep living what your life is. What does your life look like right now versus say what it was a year or so ago? Um, at this stage, my healing uh, is still progressing. Um, 
I, I am, I am, uh, um, I do three sessions of treatment, um, uh, Pilates, um, uh, physiotherapy and hydrotherapy a week uh, to help me uh, get better with, with my um, remaining issues, which are really two things, uh, fatigue and um, nerve damage. So I have mobility issues because of the nerve damage. Yeah. But um, I'm at this age, I'm walking with a, with a walking stick. And, and there's really been a, a huge progress in that because I remember leaving the hospital in a wheelchair uh, and then graduating to a, a, a walker uh, and then uh, graduating to uh, crutches and then a single crutch and now with a walking stick. Um, so, so there is progress, albeit, you know, uh, in a short period minimal, but in a longer period, it's more noticeable. Yeah. Um, I've been uh, war- I've been back at work uh, at four days now. It was a gradual increase as as my capacity increased. You know, I started working a day a week, and then two days, and, and three days, and now, and now we're at four days. And hopefully soon, uh, you know, build up the, the the capacity to to work five days. Uh, the people at the, at the church have really been. Uh, um helpful and, and that's where you supportive. work by the way just for everyone you, you work at a church yes that's right that's right <laughs> I, I work at a church and, and they've been really uh supportive and understanding uh and allowing me to just uh, uh to, to to work based on my capacity uh so it's yeah it's 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 great to be in, a, in an environment that does that for you yeah wonderful um in terms of you know let, let's talk about the faith aspect of it um you know there's been sort of so many areas of what faith has played out at, um, at very top line levels around the world of, you know, there are some Christians who say, oh, this whole thing's made up. Um, and there's other Christians who are saying, well, the one thing we can do the best is lockdowns and vaccines and and, and everything in, in between. And, and that's sort of almost, I suppose I'd say almost at a political level. Um, mm. And then, then there's a, a, a personal understanding of what it means to go through a pandemic and all those things and, and then for you, obviously, to go through having COVID as well. How has your faith developed or been challenged, uh, or grown, or perhaps, you know, stepped back before it's moved forward? What's faith life for you meant going through this period? Um, um, uh, my, my faith is really, I suppose, has uh, gone another step further, um, especially in, in, in this season, in, in what we've been through as, as a person, as, as a family, um, especially when I hear about, um, uh, you know, what, when I hear about what happened, uh, uh, when, when I was in, in a really bad place, when, when I, I was sleeping and, and the doctor said to my wife, you know, you need to prepare to say goodbye. Um, my wife actually, at that point, um, she was telling me the story and Remember, she was at the hospital, uh, admitted because of COVID as well. And she cried out to God. She cried out for God's help. And, um, and she remembers, uh, uh, you know, in her hand, God directed her to, you know, what's in her hand. And in her hand was her mobile phone. Uh, and she, and based on that, she just thought, oh, I need to contact people and ask them to pray for Michael. And that's what happened. Um Many people prayed for me, p- people who, and not just for me, but, but for the whole family as well. Um, they, they prayed for us and, and what we're going through and uh, people I, I knew and people I didn't know um, 
uh, and connected with them afterwards when, when I found that they were praying for me in the morning. Who, who, are, who are you again? Uh, uh, and it was just so many um, emails and, and messages of support. Um, uh, you know, and well, we know what happened. I got better. Uh, I, I started to breathe at 50% when I basically stopped breathing and the, the ventilator was, was doing 100% of the breathing for me. But after, when, when people uh, called out to God, um, 50% straight away, I, 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 I breathed better. Um, and then I, I just got uh, better and better after that. Uh, there were a few other issues that, that, that came up, like uh, um, kidney failure and my nerve damage. But, you know, it, I've, I've hit a milestone, and that's the fact that I'm, 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 I'm alive. Uh, and so this 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 process of healing, if if God can can um, bring me back to life, I'm sure He can bring me back to health. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're trusting in that. Yeah, um, Michael, do do you feel like there's um, a, a fresh purpose, I suppose, to to life? Like the you know we we're all ultimately in God's hands of when we when we you know cease living in this world. Um, but that wasn't your time. Do, do you feel like, well, this is my new purpose or, or my purpose was to continue? I suppose I'm trying to ask, is there a different way of approaching life that you've gone, well, I, I believe God spared me so I can do this? Or is it actually, no, that's just part of what the journey was. And I just got really close to death and, and I, I just have to dig into what I'm doing now. Um, you know, sometimes, I, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm by myself thinking, Lord, what, why did this happen? Uh, and when you have those moments, um, but sometimes I think the better question is, um, Lord, what are you doing? What are you doing, and, and how can I partner with you in what you are doing? Um, right. And at the moment, I think um, because of what I've been through, uh, other than you know, obviously uh, bringing people to to, to Christ. Uh, I think another part of, of what God wants me to do is just to, to help people understand that in the midst of, of COVID, um, there is hope. There is hope. And, 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 and we can put our faith in God. And he's the God who, um, who saves and he's the God who heals. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I think great encouragement in there. Um, in terms of other things that you've learned and perhaps a, a messages for other people as well, um, you know, as we, we step going forward, what, what is your message to, to others? You know, as we said, you, you're part of, you know, advertising campaigns at the start, educating us. Uh, in a sense, we're still looking to those who have gone through this to help educate us, whether it be a spiritual aspect, whether it be a, a physical or a mental or whatever else it is. What's your encouragement or perhaps challenge to us as a, a general public? Um, for, I, I suppose, firstly, I can tell you that um, um, COVID is not the flu. Uh, COVID is real. Uh, and it's important that we, that we protect ourselves and that we protect others. Uh, that's the first one. Uh, the second one is if you're struggling dur- during this season, uh, there is help. There is help. You know, um, um, see, see, you know go to a church that, uh, that you can trust. Uh, the other thing that I did for my healing was um, was to see a, a, a psychologist, and you know, uh, having a, a chat with them really helped me process uh, what I was going through. So I looked into 
you know, the, the spiritual dimension of this and sought help. And I also uh, looked into the, uh, the mental, emotional uh, dimension of this and sought help in that way. And, and, and that really helped me heal. And I'm sure that people can take the same steps uh, to be able to go through this difficult season. Um, we're also looking at, I, I think, lastly, lastly, and it's, it's especially relevant, is that um, our friends in New South Wales are struggling at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just want to encourage them as well uh, to do the right thing and to seek uh, the help that can be sought in this season. Uh, and that is to, um, you know, seek spiritual guidance and seek physical guidance, uh, you know, seek God and seek help from, from professionals. Yeah, I think it's a good encouragement for all of us. And and certainly the, the conversation around mental health has increased this last year or two. And um, on this program, we've, we've definitely been talking about it for a good 10 plus years. But mm. it's wonderful that um, despite the really tough stuff that we've got, at least we're having conversations around saying, hey, it's not awful. Don't, don't, don't mind if you need to admit I need some help. Uh, that's actually some of the best things you can do for yourself and for others around as well. And I think that's a, a really good encouragement to have as we go forward. Um, Michael, we we just wish you all the best. And, I, and you know, we understand that uh, a, a good proportion of those who listen to this radio station are, are, are people who pray. And I'm sure they'll be praying for you in those areas as you, you keep uh, progressing and keep getting healthier as well. It's wonderful to hear from you. Um, and uh, to see what's what's it like a, sort of a year on from last time we spoke as well. So thank you so much, Michael. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Clayt. Michael Rahalis, uh, my guest here on In Conversation. It's wonderful being able to chat to him once again, uh, isn't it, and hearing his story. This is Melbourne's positive radio station, 89.9 The Light.